Jill tried not to question why God made Sammy bipolar, or why Joey sat in a world of his own, until something irritated him out of it. Too loud! Joey pressed his hands to his ears, ready to erupt. Jill could hear his teeth grinding in conjunction with Sammy's wails. She pressed Sammy's face to her breast and confined her arms. Sometimes it seemed the tighter she held her, the more quickly she calmed. She'd use a full takedown if it came to it, though she hated to, especially when it would go into the child's report. Had her father forgotten today's medication altogether? The call she had made to him was still unanswered, as usual. Please, Lord, comfort her. If Joey lost it as well, she'd have to call for help. She couldn't contain them both at once. She glanced at Pam, who looked over from her group under the window, ready if needed. Quickly assessing the situation as diffusing, Jill nodded her assurance to Pam, who returned her focus to her own group. It was a judgment call, but she gave Sammy the benefit of the doubt. Frequently, they flew blind, taking each day each child in stride, short-staffed, underfunded, yet still required to provide free, appropriate public education in the least restrictive environment for kids whose functionality would never allow the success Jill wanted so much for them. But she ran the program the best she could. "'Jesus loves you,' she murmured too softly for Sammy to hear. Yet it seemed to help. The wails became sobs, which didn't violate Joey's receptors as deeply— He rocked himself, refusing eye contact, and pulled the skin between his thumb and forefinger. It would be raw again before he stopped, unless Jill could distract him. But Sammy first. If she could only control everything that might set them off. In a perfect environment, she could even teach them to read. As it was, she'd feel grateful to accomplish Sammy's goal of initiating and maintaining one healthy social contact— and to overcome Joey's lack of receptive language. Lord, you balance the whole universe. Help me to balance these needs. As Sammy calmed, Jill watched the erupting forces in Joey subside as well. She glanced at the other two students. Angelica was labeled SLIC, Significant Limited Intellectual Capacity. She had brain function that simply couldn't match her desire to learn. Her type A personality wouldn't let her give up, and Jill longed for her success, especially when getting the brighter, more capable kids to even try was a challenge. Some days, Angelica was truly her saving grace. She was well-named. And there was Chris. Jill suspected his condition was more likely sleep deprivation than low functionality. The domestic strife in his home was heard all down the block at all hours, and his blank, semi-comatose refusal to perform could be partly attributed to that. Even in the midst of Sammy's tantrum, he looked glazed. All right, pay attention. I want to read you a story. Angelica's round, brown eyes found her immediately, She loved stories and curled her legs up under the pink skirt that matched the many pink barrettes clipped into tiny, coarse black braids. Sammy's sobs became gulping breaths. Jill used a firm, soothing tone. 
Do you want to hear the story, Joey? He kept rocking, but still slightly, when she said, It's about a rocket and a monkey. Sensing peace, Jill risked loosening her hold on Sammy. The girl was big for eight, a possible growth disorder in addition to her chemical imbalances. Sammy glared at Chris, who had expended the energy to set her off in the first place by making fun of her reading. Climbing down, Sammy deliberately kicked his knee. Ow! Chris kicked back, and Sammy charged him. As Jill moved to intervene, he pulled a fishing knife from his pocket. Jill lunged for the knife, gripped Chris's arm, and took him down. Chris, who hardly had energy to write his name, fought until she trapped and subdued the scrappy nine-year-old. Jill's heart pounded. This was not some inner-city school.